Good morning, and it's good to be with you again uh, this Sunday morning. Um, it's been on my heart to once again bring to all of us, beginning with myself, a very important reminder of God's command to us as his disciples. And in order to bring this strong reminder, um, <clears throat> I wanted to do something different, not just for the sake of being different, but in order to bring uh, the required emphasis in a manner that we would all be able to understand, appreciate, and respond to what the Lord is expecting of us as we desire and pursue to follow him and to honor him and glorify him with our lives here on this earth. <clears throat> the Lord has not left us wondering as to what we're supposed to do with our lives. If we are truly his disciples, if we are truly the sheep uh, of his hand, and he's our good shepherd, then we ought to follow him. We ought to pursue what he has commanded us to pursue. So this morning, uh, it is my great joy to welcome uh, Jude D'Souza uh, to be with us. Uh, Jude is going to share, I'm going to invite and facilitate a conversation with him and just allowing, as he speaks, the Lord to speak to us, <clears throat> beginning with me, and to shake us out of any kind of uh, place that we may have put ourselves in, which would be keeping us in a place of complacency and being lethargic or being distracted from the things of God. And so it is my great joy to welcome Jude D'Souza. For those of you who are not familiar with Jude. Jude is a retired professor in mathematics from Bharati Vidya Bhavan, Bhavan's College, as it is known in Mumbai. And he has two master's degree, uh, uh, MPhil and an MSc in mathematics. And further to that, also a doctorate in mathematics. His favorite subjects are science, philosophy, cosmology, and world religions. And this morning, I've requested Jude to speak to us about evangelism, about the great Commission. So welcome, Jude. It's so good to have you with us. And uh, <clears throat> so I want to begin um, by <clears throat> asking a question. Sure. Is why is it urgent and why is it so important for us to pursue the Great Commission? Why is it so urgent and so important for us to pursue preaching the gospel to the unsaved? And seeking that they should be made disciples of Jesus Christ. Yeah. First of all, hi, everybody. And uh, Shannon, thank you for having me. Uh, it's my privilege to share a few thoughts on the common salvation that we share. Uh, sorry for copying that phrase. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to just go through a few PowerPoints. I won't take long. I <laughs> promise you just a couple of minutes, maybe, and we'll be finished with it. Like, you know, so to answer uh, Shannon's question, uh, all of us rejoice in the fact that our Lord has saved us and our life has become so meaningful you know, I mean, when we look at the people out there in the world, they may be partying, they may be enjoying, or they may be sick in the hospital or whatever, but whatever be their station in life, they are going to spend eternity without God in hell. And that, you know, is something which I've always been saying last 40 plus years has been troubling me a lot. And it, I'm sure it troubles many of y'all, perhaps all of y'all, that the destiny of an unbeliever 
uh, is terrible, you know. And so from that point of view, uh, uh, I wanted to share some important and serious thoughts about the duty and obligation and the privilege and pleasure that each one of us has in order to uh, bring as many people, including our loved ones, our parents, our brothers, sisters, <laughs> our relations, uh, colleagues at work in uh, classmates and strangers and friends and whoever. So uh, some of the things that I say today may be, uh, I'm using some strong language, but I think is necessary first for me because whatever I'm going to share is first for me and then for all of us. So I uh, would like the Holy Spirit to first move in my heart and move in all our hearts so that we uh, really uh, obey the call of Jesus and we live a completely full and meaningful life uh, so that at the end of our journey, we can say that we have done uh, things fairly well, if not perfectly, but we have done things well. So let me start right away with one aspect of uh, our salvation, which I felt for the last 40 plus years that I'm a believer. And uh, like I said, it begins with me, you know, there, it, it's, there's always a tendency, Shannon, for us to uh, sort of uh, get used to God, mm -hmm. you know, just as we get used to our parents and we get used to our spouses and we get used to our friends and we take them for granted. It's entirely uh, not only possible, but it's very common for us to sort of uh, take God for granted. You know, yes, he saved us. We thank him. But over the months and years, I felt in my life that there is that pull, you know, to just, uh, uh, you know, sort of, like I said, take salvation for granted and everything and then just drift. So I thought of one verse where I could start off by uh, sharing, and this is from the Amplified Bible. Uh, you know, we all know that salvation is the most serious matter. Nothing uh, is more than that, nothing equal to it. Everything else in life is secondary. And... Uh, Shannon, please, if you could just read I this for me. Yeah. <clears throat> How will we escape the penalty if we ignore such a great salvation, the gospel, the new covenant? For it was spoken at first by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us and proved authentic by those who personally heard him speak. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, the Amplified Bible. Yes, thank you. And uh, by the way, these insertions are not mine. It's word for word from the Amplified original uh, like you know, Bible. So I've not changed anything or added anything. All these in parentheses and all in brackets are all there in the Amplified. So the thing that I want to focus in my life and uh, all of us is uh, this particular word of uh, neglect. Uh, how, how will we escape if we ignore other translations have neglect, you know, mm. or just take for granted, you know, year after year, we just live our lives going to work, coming back and doing our thing, legitimate things and all that, you know, but we can drift. And by the way, these two words are used in this very chapter of drifting away from God and neglecting God's salvation. And uh, getting to the answer of your question, you know, Shannon, Hebrew chapter two points out that those who profess to believe in Christ but drift from the faith due to negligence will face dire consequences. You know, it's not that like that chalta hai kind of thing. If we neglect God's salvation, nothing is going to happen. You know, life is so serious. It's so important that everything we do, say, think, our attitudes have eternal consequences. And so may God help me to realize that more and more with each passing day and week, about the seriousness of the implications that the life we live now for eternity. This is the launching pad for eternity. And 
it's so serious you know so i titled this as the neglect of this great salvation is tantamount to sin against the gospel you know that can be proven of course you know if we neglect the image in this word is that of carelessness and apathy or indifference not merely if we commit great sins of adultery murder theft that's beside the thing you know the salvation which jesus has procured for us at an infinite price on calvary we grievously sin against the lord if we just neglect take for granted what jesus has done for us we are commanded to diligently obey the gospel where jesus said to become the author of eternal salvation to those who obey him in hebrews 5 and 9 and diligently to spread the gospel you know so these are not optional things they are part of the package is compulsory is mandatory neglect is enough to ruin a man a man who is in business need not commit forgery or robbery mm. to ruin himself he has only to neglect his business and his ruin is certain isn't that true shanam absolutely and another example a man who is lying on you know on a bed of sickness need not cut his throat you know to destroy himself he has only to neglect the means of restoration and the rest follows ruin is sure you know so when i just put down these thoughts i was just thinking about our lives all the believers including mine of course that if we reach a point of complacency apathy indifference neglect which there is a strong tendency for every one of us over time because the day to day nitty gritty legitimate things can wear us down isn't that so and uh, you know in that context i just want to point out that these three terms are synonymous christian disciple and believer and these two verses prove that so when you have the time please go through it and you know just get satisfied that that is uh, what the bible talks about you know they all three they all three mean the same thing so you can't say you know i am a christian but i'm not a disciple that's actually nonsense isn't yeah, that true complete nonsense yeah and then the first thing i want to say which all of us know but nevertheless you know we have to remind ourselves a christian is not a person who merely professes to be one so when people ask us are you a christian yes yes i am a christian and that's a good thing to do and to say and to profess but it doesn't stop over there who is a real christian and this is something that generally i find uh i think shanel will agree with me that is not really preached because it goes against the grain people like to get their ears tickled you know by this mega church preachers whom i don't want to name but you know the smooth talk and you know everything is fine just like enjoy life and do your thing and these are very rarely spoken very rarely in my 44 years very rarely have i heard real strong sermons based on this and i need it and i thank god for those few bible teachers i've kept in my life for more than 40 years god has used them to keep me on the rails to to prevent me from losing the fear of god and to drift and uh, you know uh, it's not that i'm perfect light years to go but i thank god for his bible teachers and these bible teachers that god has put in my life have always emphasized these things and let me quickly read out channel read the first one yes gladly a christian is defined in the bible as follows then jesus said to his disciples whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily in luke 923 and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it matthew chapter 16 verses 24 to 25 can i read the other one sure if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother and wife and children brothers and sisters 
yes even their own life such a person cannot be my disciple born again christian luke chapter 14 verse 26 and the last verse you mentioned he that is jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves instead they will live for christ second corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 thank you thank you shan you're welcome you know brothers and sisters i always considered this you know as the norm the standard we can't lower the bar this is it whether you are single like me or whether you are married or whatever be our condition in life we are called to serve the lord to surrender totally and we need god's help because we can't do it humanly it's impossible not just difficult it's just impossible but with the power of the holy spirit is possible to progressively more and more to reach this point where we lose our life it's in losing our life that we really find our purpose our personality is enhanced our joy is made complete and the rest of it you know like this is the secret of the christian life and it strikes it goes to the very root now you know i used to always think to myself you know how is a marriage going to be successful or how is an evangelist or we giving the gospel to people going to be successful so whether it's evangelism or whether it's marriage or any other issue life business or whatever this lies at the heart of christianity you know because unless we make this a reality in our life god cannot fill us with the holy spirit because if i am full of myself then uh, uh, obviously i am violating this and therefore i cannot say god please fill me with your holy spirit when i am full of myself you know the the, the vessel has to be emptied mm. and we need god's grace all of us particularly me you know and it's only when i tell god i mean business with you and i know that this strikes at the very root and the soul of christianity and that's what i wanted to say the aforementioned scriptures strike at the root of all our lives all our lives failure to take those scriptures seriously will lead us in will lead us to inevitable failure mm. in every aspect of our lives please believe me brothers and sisters i am convinced about this god's plan for each one of our lives our marriages our evangelism indeed everything you know on the contrary you know nature abhors a vacuum if we are not surrendered and uh, fulfill what christ has called us to then this obviously follows i won't go into details but all of us know that we don't you know focus on some of these sins over here we just focus on sexual immorality adultery murder but there are so many sins over here i purposely outlined just two as examples outburst of anger people take it as a small sin you know selfish ambition small sin you know and these are big sins so there are big sins and small sins and that is where the deception lies because as far as as it's okay, as far as uh, the whole list is concerned uh, the apostle paul does not say that only certain sins will shut us out of the kingdom mm. that's scary stuff but any of these if it is unrepented of if it is persistent <clears throat> carelessness we don't care like you know it's okay you know outburst of anger not a big deal and then we we are on dangerous ground you know so it's either the aforementioned verses which become true in our life progressively or this will manifest what do you say shan yes there's no middle ground there's no middle ground there's, there's no, no, ground. no 50 shades of green you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's just black and white is digital yes. zero or one yes. that's the way it is so we have to be careful about it the purpose of a christian we all know is just twofold nobody can come up with a third one to know jesus and to make him known 
Yeah. To know him is to become more like him and to make him known. The apathy or indifference of Christians about their own lives and that of their fellow man is at an all-time high. You know, Shannon, let me just share something with you. I'm sure you'll agree. Ever since I became a believer of 1977, I have seen that there is a systematic uh, trend of decay. Deceleration. Deceleration. And uh, people are becoming progressively more and more indifferent. Yeah to their fellow neighbor, to the Bible, to serious Bible study, engaging with people, you know, taking life seriously, keeping promises and the whole lot of things. It's just like chalta hai attitude. Uh, that's the best Sindhi phrase I can use because we are Indians, we know what that means. Like, just like chalo the gaadi, like, you know, kind of thing. Needless to say, the consequences of being indifferent, I'm not saying oppose the gospel, They're, those guys are going to hell. Only being indifferent, the gospel is eternal and beyond expression in words. Only God can show us the importance of that. All of us need to radically repent. Me, I need to repent of all my sins, particularly the sin of indifference, which sometimes doesn't, which escapes our notice. Yes. I purposely put this picture over here because nowadays these pictures are not very common, you know. <laughs> yeah, hell, you know, yeah, yeah, people go there. It's a terrible thing, you know. It's 44 years, I can't swallow this pill because I know, you know, if by the grace of God, my mom and dad were not saved, they would be burning in hell. But thank God that he saved them. One of my sisters is still left. A Jehovah's Witness for 53 years, please, if you are led to pray for her, pray for her. The other sister is saved. But my point is, your loved ones, are they saved? You cannot tolerate anything less than that. You have to fight day and night, the good fight of faith, so that, you know, the Lord's desire is downloaded in us and we you know, and then God's promises are fulfilled yeah. of saving our loved ones and the people we interact with and meet. You know, we keep saying this Shannon, day and night regularly, but let it be a reality in our lives and the lives of all of us. Isn't yes, that so? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind would like to spend eternity in hell. Obviously, you know, something we all deserve. I deserve hell, you know. Nevertheless, there are people who will end up there. That's for sure. Perhaps your loved ones, Perhaps yourselves, I don't know who, but it's possible. Either due to rejection of the gospel or the negligence of it. We thank Jesus for procuring salvation for us for free and promising to keep us till the end. So we don't have to fear. We just tell God that you purchased us, you saved us, and it's your job to keep us till the end. And I'm going to cling to that faith. That's all that God wants. Am I right, Shannon? Yes. God just wants us to have faith. He knows we can't do anything. We'll only mess it up if we try to. So it's the promise of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And that's all that matters. We'll come to this prayer a little late. But Shannon, your thoughts, some more thoughts that you would like to share? Yeah, I'm personally, as you're sharing, I myself sense a, a fear um, and a warning for my own self. You know, about 15 years back, I came into full-time ministry. I was always already serving the Lord. But full-time ministry indicated that I was going to give more of my time. There was The commitment level was going to get higher and greater. And today, 15 years later, I need to ask myself, is how am I doing with that? And uh, as I mentioned to you a couple of days before in our call, is what I get concerned about is the same pattern that you have been observing over the years. I remember the beautiful 90s 
yeah, where we saw absolutely. so many of our friends come to yes, the Lord, yeah, relatives, absolutely. and uh, you know the gospel movement was absolutely. going so much more rapidly. And I see the steady deceleration. And one of the reasons I kind of want to take the risk of calling it out is I feel that because today's day and time, because of the availability of finances, you know, incomes have gone up. That's right. Options have increased. True. Options to enjoy life Absolutely. outside of God. Absolutely. Outside. I, I believe God is the great joy giver. Absolutely. You know. He fills us with joy. We enjoy life in him. True. But I feel the enemy has been able to deceive many Christians mm. to pursue a life of vanity and enjoyment outside of him, True. outside of his kingdom. And uh, there's a further psyching out that's happened, which I uh, came across in one of my readings of what I call as the optimism bias. Okay, It's just that everything bad that's happening in the world will not happen to me. Mm. I'm not going to lose a loved one. I am not going to fall sick. You know, nothing bad is going to happen to my parents till one day it hits. hits. Absolutely. And when it hits, you're not prepared for it. And, right. and, and, and the thing is that everyone over here who is listening to this message, who is listening now or in the future, needs to know that it's coming. That's it's right. just a, maybe a matter of hours. It's a matter of days or weeks. And you're not going to live here on earth forever. I'm not going to live here on earth forever. The coming of the Lord is near. So whichever ways you look at, there's multiple ways in which there is an urgency that mom and dad need to get saved, that cousins have to get saved, that colleagues have to get saved. And we have to make efforts to come together, pray together, pursue it. There's some things you may need to do alone. There's some things we can help one another. You know, I, Jude has helped me in sharing the gospel with my mom. Uh, you know, I've had friends who I'm reaching out to to share the gospel with my mom-in-law and my sister-in-law. So what I mean to say, we are in this together and let us not go into the deception of optimism bias and uh, fall into the sin of not out outright rejection of the gospel. True. Because what Jude is cautioning us today is not the outright rejection of the gospel, but of something more subtler and equally, but equally dangerous. And that is the neglect the negligence, the indifference that slowly happened as the winds of the world blow on our hearts. We were once on fire for God. You know, Jude, it's interesting. I hear many believers talk about their burning faith in the past tense. Right. right. I used to, Correct. you know, there was that time and, you know, they look at it like the honeymoon period. Absolutely. And it's like, why am I not on fire now? Correct. And so it's a question for me as, as you're sharing this, there's a fear in my own heart and may God in his mercy help me to always be burning. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Amen. Uh, let us be those five wise virgins. Absolutely. Don't want to talk about the other five because that's scary. Yeah. But let us be those five virgins whose lamps are full of oil of the Holy Spirit. And we are praying. We are pursuing the things of the Lord. And uh, we will believe that we will end this well. And when we go to heaven, we'll have the joy of seeing, Absolutely. Uh, you know, so many people, you know, joy, joy unspeakable, joy unspeakable. Yeah. So many of our loved ones, uh, you know, with Absolutely. us in glory. And so, yeah, I, I feel that, you know, Jude, if you could lead us in the spread um, and, you know, I, maybe I want to just pray a short prayer of repentance sure, sure. for myself we'll, 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 and then you yeah. lead us in a prayer of commitment, Sure, sure. you know, but I think we'll just give all of us a moment of silence, maybe a minute of silence for us to set our hearts right with God. And then I will just pray a prayer of repentance and then Jude will lead us in a prayer of 
commitment yeah just before that channel please, if, if please. you permit me you know i just wanted to uh, i hope i won't be uh, mm-hmm. you know reminding you of anything terrible but you know the all of us know that channel lost his wife it's a terrible terrible thing is more terrible than my heart attack that i had 3 years 6 months ago that's bad enough but this is worse i fully acknowledge that is not a joke but it's the grace of god in our shannon that you are serving the lord i'm not flattering you but in the grace of god in my life also like i was telling you a few days back i got that jatka that jatka is nothing but god chastising us and the bible says whom he loves he chastises so if i view it the right way i need chastisement yeah i do not know about others but i need it i needed his heart attack god allowed it to come he didn't cause it god never causes bad thing but he allowed it it has done over 25 good things to me and i lost count of it over 25 good things so god has made me a better christian after the heart attack compared to before mm-hmm. you know and i thank god whatever we go through in life you know shannon i know stuff but god will use everything for his glory like i told you that mm-hmm. day yes. and uh, why i'm saying this is because before we pray i just want all of us to realize like shannon's kid that selective optimism yeah yeah you know somebody else will go through it i am happy and i got the money and i'm got good health and i'm i'm fine you know but let me tell you that tribulation will come jesus said yeah. and it can come in so many forms you know so many forms i don't want to get into details but you should be ready because when that comes not if it comes when it comes the devil can use that to knock you out of the faith yes and i have seen a lot of people who are just gone off the tangent never to return that's such a scary thing and then there's no conviction of the holy spirit there's nothing they just gone away from god's kingdom stopped attending church and they don't talk about god anymore so many of them i know and that is scary so no matter what we go to like i was telling you yesterday shannon doesn't matter let the lord do what he wants with us anything we give him full freedom yes after all he created us like how job said the yeah. lord give it the lord take, take it. it and i like the other verse it says even though the lord slay me still will i trust still him still i will follow still i will trust him i will trust him and love him also mm. i like that you know it's scary to say it but you know by the grace of god we can say it yes. and so as we pray this prayer you know brothers and sisters i would like each and all of us to just rededicate our life to him and say god just fire me up i can't fire myself up you know i need the fire of the holy spirit in my life pray for shannon pray for me pray for the brothers in the studio brother ian banerji is here brother prakash pray pray for all of us and kartik is there please pray for all of us that god may fire us up and we may not live our life in vain yes okay so we uh, talking about the prayer of yes, repentance so, yeah. yeah so how sure. we'll do it i want to give us a minute where right now wherever we are in our homes it's a sunday morning i want to give you time to let us turn to god at this time personally yes and after i take this minute then i will pray a prayer on behalf of all of us firstly beginning to myself a prayer of repentance turning away from the things that are not of god and turning to god by his grace and then jude will lead us in a prayer further of commitment Lord we come to you this moment 
Lord, we thank you for giving us this time that we could turn away from the things that have taken us away from you, the things that have distracted us, the thoughts or the things that have discouraged us, defocused us. And by the help of your Spirit, Lord, we turn back to you. We remember, Lord, as you commanded, how we used to burn with that first love, the fire of that first love and our first works for you, God. Lord, that we experience your great grace and your love for us after we understood the truth of the gospel and our hearts were ablaze to love you, to worship you, to seek to obey you and serve you in innocence and simplicity. But over a period of time, Lord, I and some of us have drifted away. We have allowed, Lord, the winds of the world to blow over the coals of our heart. The fire has grown dim, dimmer, Lord. But this morning we, we ask for your forgiveness that we allowed that to happen. We allowed ourselves to get distracted and defocused. There is no excuse, Lord, because you, our precious Lord, our Savior, has paid the highest price. And when you said, Lord, if he who comes to me does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, and his children, even his own life is not worthy of me, you deserve it, Lord. You deserve our first love. You deserve the highest place in our life. You deserve the central place in our hearts, in our lives, and everything that concerns us. We pray that you would forgive us for turning away from you. So we turn back to you this time, Lord. We turn to you and we ask you, and we can't do it in our own strength. We can't. I can't do it in my own strength because I'm weak on my own, Lord. But I pray for your grace. I pray for your mercy. I pray for the help and the strength of your spirit, your power, your anointing to be your true disciples. And Lord, that you would light the fire of my first love again for you. That I would live for you every moment, Lord. Live for you and you alone. Live in the gospel. Abide in the gospel. And be committed to see the gospel being preached. That those who have not heard the name of Jesus, who have not heard of your love and your sacrifice, and that I would make every effort possible that they would come to know you, Lord. And that Jude and me and all of us, Lord, every believer who's hearing this message, Lord, would have the joy, Lord, of abundant fruit. Joy of seeing your name being glorified in and through our life. The joy that when we go to heaven, you will say, well done, my children. So help us this time, God. That, Lord, we will not, this will not just be another message that we will just hear, nod our heads and say, oh, that was serious stuff. But we would act, Lord, enough of the words, enough of claims, enough of professing, now to live the life, now to pursue the call, now to get the job done, 
now to see our, our precious family members being saved, our brothers and sisters being saved, our cousins, our uncles, our aunties, our relatives, our colleagues, our friends, our neighbors, and all even strangers that we come across. God, Lord, that you'd enable us to be true ambassadors of Christ, witnesses. Lord, as, as I am reminded of that word, martus, a witness was ready to be a martyr, Lord, willing to die for what he and she believed. So help us, Lord. Jude, if you could pray. Yeah. Uh, this is a prayer that I just uh, thought a few words, but it's like, not the words per se. Uh, let's say it together. Father, please let me adequately live my life for you. Help me to become more like you with each passing day. Enable me to utilize my time, my energy, knowledge, finances, and other resources for your kingdom. Let me wholly commit my life to you and your services so that your kingdom may increase and people be saved. Lord, use me to bring souls to you. Let my services be acceptable before you and let me receive your overwhelming blessings throughout the days of my life. For in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you very much, Shannon, for inviting me and God bless each and every one of you. And let's all do it together because we are the body of Christ. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jude. And uh, before I close, I want to remind all of us, as I have done in almost uh, every of Jude's uh, sessions that we've had, we are here. If you need any kind of help to share the gospel with your loved ones or any, any of your acquaintances, we are willing to come at our own expense. We are willing to make the time to come and share the gospel wherever it may be, we will come. But so please make use of our availability and our willingness. So you want us to come to Burugli, you want us to come to Panvel, you want us to even come to Pune, you want us to come wherever. If you're just out of the country, we'll do a video call. But please don't be complacent about the salvation of your loved ones and your acquaintances. So here we are. The Lord bless you. Have a good week, a blessed week. But let us follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen. The Amen. Lord bless you. The Lord bless. Thank you.